Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of Thoughts on Films. My name is Fikri and I have on the line with me here, Mr. Muzaffar, Brother Muz, hello. Hey man, hey everyone. Hi, how are you doing brother, you alright? Uh, so far so good. So far sure. so good. How's Ramadan so far in India? Oh, surviving, you know. Um, out the, uh, you know, not, not in a convenient way, you know, because mm-hmm. we still have lockdown and it's a dry season right now, so, you know, heat and all that. But, you know, we manage. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Yep, good to know. I mean, at the end of the day, we all will find a way to get through it. We will all manage. Uh, but, yeah. So far, so good. Good to know that you're doing all right. Uh, today's episode is going to be focused on the passing of a number of personalities in world cinema, uh, primarily uh, the, the the passing away of uh, Irfan Khan, um, Rishi Kapoor, and Kamal Ishak. But before we get to the three of them, uh, a bit of housekeeping, brother, because in our past episode, we were talking about Star Wars. Uh, the first point is that uh, I mentioned Bob Iger as the Disney CEO. Actually, uh, as of February this year, he is no longer the CEO. He stepped down and has chosen Bobby Chapek to be the new CEO. Uh, but now Iger is still uh, what, what is uh, known as the executive chairman of the company, which means that he's still very much involved in some of the important sides of Disney itself. So a lot of what we talked about, uh, what we talked about in the in the past episode, remains uh, largely relevant. Um, so so that's just that one bit of information that I do need to update our good listeners on uh, for this episode. For now, the second point I wish to point out is that right after we finished recording and uploaded <laughs> the episode, uh, it is confirmed, Taika Waititi, the director of a new Star Wars film. Your thoughts on that, brother? Well, I think uh, many of us uh, who are familiar with the name, the KLTT, might have uh, watched most uh, at at minimum or maximum uh, two of his works. Mm -hmm. The uh, Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok. And or uh, Jojo the Rabbit, so mm. Jojo from, Rabbit, yes. You know, yeah, from from I think uh, from Black Panther, his style. He's a quite fun director, you know. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does have. He, he always, apparently has a background in stand-up was, comedy, so I think yeah, that's probably a good thing as well. Always confused that 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 you know. Um, Quite less serious uh, character uh, directors, filmmakers, but at least it works with uh, Thor. You know, he, he managed to, I think, uh, rebrand Thor franchise uh, that attracts new or re-energizing uh, fans who went to Thor. Because previously Thor was quite uh, Thor movies were quite dull, you know, in my opinion. And he managed to get some colors, so I think uh, you know the future Star Wars movies might need that because um, 
the sequels, you know, was directed in a very dark way, you know, in a very dark manner. So the action is quite dark and all that. Mm. Not much colors and all that. So even, well, even the likes said will only have like the two colors. <laughs> so I think yeah I think I think he, he, uh, it's, it's quite I'm quite excited to see what he's going to bring uh, to the table with, with Star Wars but uh, as far as, as, as I think we are concerned nobody knows what going to be the new uh, you know what going to be the new team of the new Star Wars is there going to be mm. is there going to be Jedi or is it going to be a totally new uh, directions with less Jedi but more normal characters uh, that you know uh, part of the universe? Oh, just wait and see. I think what 2022, 2023, 2024. I don't know. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Good stuff. Um, yeah, for my part, I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, unfortunately, on that high note, uh, one of positivity and, and brightness, uh, we are going to segue to something uh, a little less bright, uh, a little less fun, a lot darker in many respects, because today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be us reflecting on the passing of three personalities in world cinema. Uh, the first person we are going to be talking about right now is um, the Indian actor Irfan Khan, who passed away in Mumbai at the age of 53 from colon infection related causes uh, for those of you who may not necessarily know him all that well uh, he's, he's actually done very well for himself uh, yes in India he has acted in a number of uh, Hindi language films uh, certainly off the top of my head I can I can think of The Lunchbox uh, being particularly well known uh, which I, I, I quite like the premise of but then for fans of uh, Western cinema, global cinema, if you, if you want to consider the box office films from Hollywood, he was also in, take your pick, Life of Pi, Jurassic World. Um, he was also in Slumdog Millionaire, which, you know, straddles uh, a bit of both, you know, uh, is, is both Western and Indian in many respects. So he's acted in, in a lot of uh, very good films. He's turned in uh, a lot of very good performances. No less an authority than the Indian Prime Minister, Narendra Modi, said that Khan's demise was a loss to the world of cinema and theatre. He will be remembered for his versatile performances across different mediums. And my thoughts are with his family, friends and admirers. May his soul rest in peace. I think that's something that the both of us can get on board with, uh, Brother Mus. But I would like to kind of have an idea a bit more of what you think about Irfan Khan, the performer, and, and his passing. Okay. Um, I think uh, Irfan Khan is one of the, I think, you know, uh, one of the best, if not the best actors, Indian actors of his generation. Because, really? mm. because uh, I, you know, I believe he might be the only Bollywood actor that has such an uh, illustrious career in uh, in the West. Mm. You know, so that is, uh, I think, uh, a very um, remarkable for Indian actors 
and also considering that he is not uh, particularly a leading man in Bollywood, he mostly a character actors. Mm, that's right, a, a leading course, a leading uh, actor in a sense, but not not like the yeah. not like the hero hero punya kind of ni. Eh? Yeah, yeah, not not the not not a hero kind of, in the sense of hero, mm. you know, typical Bollywood hero, but also in in the West. Uh, He's also he was also you know still doing this character actor acting job, but not in the sense uh, that uh, in a very stereotypical uh, way. Because you see, uh, most of the time when there is a transition or a migration of an established actors from some countries. In India, for example, like he try to, you know, penetrate uh, Hollywood market. They always end up, you know, being given uh, acting job that reflect the ethnicity and mm. also the stereotypes that comes in it. Uh, like for example, there are a lot of uh, you know, Middle East actors, you know, well-established Middle East actors in India. Country try to make it big in Hollywood. They always end up playing, you know, getting this character playing terrorists, you know, Arabs, Shaykh, you know. Mm. And same goes to uh, you know, European actors. They try to make it big in Hollywood. You know, like I can top of my head, I can I can name uh, Thomas Crashman. I don't know whether you know him or not. Very fine actors, German mm-hmm. actors. You know, he started in the piano and all that. Uh, sorry. The pianist. The pianist, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yep. uh, I find him to be a, 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 a fine actor, you know. But it's always, uh, you know, I always pity him because I always end up playing a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does. He, if, if not the Nazi, then the kind of cold character. Uh, yeah, you know, know German cold with, character. That's right, that. that's right. Once in a while, he get, you know, uh, 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 diversified uh, characters like you know Wanted and then uh, you have the, the Korean movie Song Kang Ho you know that taxi movie mm. so yeah I mean that, that, that that's, that's but the thing about Irfan Han is uh, his transition to Hollywood doesn't seem forced you know you he, he managed to land role despite you know being a character you know beside Despite that, his most of his uh, Hollywood works still confined as a sporting actors, mm. but it does not really reflect his ethnicity. You know, it doesn't play with his with the stereotype that he's being Indian. That's right. Uh, like for example, in uh, you know, Life of Pi, I mean, you know, he played Indian characters, but he doesn't you know, he doesn't talk like an Indian. Uh, you know, he doesn't. You know, do all these Indian things and whatnot, and and uh, same goes to you know, like uh, many of the movies that I'm surprised that he's a he's a thing about Ifan Han. I'm not really a huge real fan of Ifan Han, mm. and it's not like I'm you know when it comes to watching movies, I really look oh, you see Ifan Han in there, I want to watch it. Oh, it's always like there's always uh, that moment that 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 that, that moment when I watch a movie mm. and I happen to enjoy the movie and he happens to be in it. Yep. 
know, like, he makes like it complete. It was a hectic film, now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure about this. Uh, is this the Sludgebook? I think I, I Sludgebook was quite a surprise for me. Mm. It, uh, uh, Sludgebook is always just one of those moments where you browse Netflix and all that just to find that one movie just to kill time, and you just randomly choose, you know, pick movie. And but you know, definitely India, you know, always try to promote the Indian movie. Right? So that's the Ifan Han the Sludgebook. I just watch it, and it happened to be, you know. One of the best, you know, uh, choice that I made for that particular day. Mm. I really enjoyed it, you know. And the fact that you know he passed away uh, uh, when he was at the top of his game. He's quite, quite young, fifty-three years old. People yeah, fifty-three. I must say, um, because of the kind of characters he has portrayed, and because of his longevity, because he's. he's He's acted in in films for quite a while. Certainly, I think his yeah. first English language film, if I'm not mistaken, The Warrior, that one was made by the director Azif Kapadia. If if you know the director of Senna, yeah. the director documentary yeah. and whatnot, and so Azif started um, started off making The Warrior. That was his first um, film as a feature director, and Irfan was was one of the lead actors in that one as well. That was, I think, early, I think, two thousand or two thousand one, wasn't it? Around about that time, maybe two thousand two. So he's he's been around for a while, and because of the longevity, you would think, much I'm, uh, you know, if if you were to ask me before I read the article of his passing, how old is Irfan Khan? I would have thought, you know, sixty plus, perhaps fifty three is. I would not have guessed that at all. Yeah, probably because uh, you know, towards the end. Of his uh, life, uh, cancer, you know, is a very time-consuming mm. disease. So that might affect his appearance. You know, he looks older than uh, you know, of his, of his actually age. That might be the cause. You know? So, and we also, you know, I watched Salam Bombay, one of his earliest movies, his first movie, for example. He looks so young, so very energetic and all that. <laughs> Even in in the life of Pi, you know, he looks very, you know, uh, you know, full of life. You know? mm. But towards the end of his uh, career, so you, you you notice that he, you know, there is uh, some changes on his feature uh, at the. And talk you know, at, at the back of your mind, you know, that this guy might be sick or something. You know, that must be true. Mm. 
Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> Christopher Nolan has made such uh, uh, interesting casting uh, choices, uh, perhaps one of which we will discuss a bit more later on in the second half of today's episode. But I would not disagree with you there. Now, with, with Irfan, there are two things I really wanted to kind of get into um, be, before we uh, jump to um, the next person on this list of obituaries for today. Uh, the first thing is that Mataria. I don't know why, but you know, when you see Irfan Khan, there's something about his eyes that kind of make him look macam a little tired, macam weary sikit. But at the same time, they also feel very human, at times very lively. Um, macam, you know, out of a lot of actors, they cannot do confused or vulnerable uh, all that well. Tapi macam with Irfan Khan, I feel like he can have a whole range just through the expression of his eyes alone. Kau faham tak? You know what I mean? So there's there's something that I think on a personal level, I'm sure, you know, he's of course he's not the only one who can do it. But if you look at Irfan Khan, you feel macam it can, it can feel like there's more going on. And sometimes he doesn't even have to say anything. Dah cukup dah. Does that kind of make sense? I, I always get a feeling with him. He one of those people that you know deliver very effort, effortless uh, acting job. You know, sometimes he doesn't have to talk, and they always look the same. You know, they have weary eyes, that gloomy look. Mm. But and he can actually like uh, you know just a very little adjustment. You know, he can change from being a bad guy to a good guy. Yeah. So he's very effortless, you know. That, that's a talent that he, he has with him, you know. Like 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 Lafu Pai, you know. He, he, he when he played that Pai character, there's such a character with full of life, and you see that even though he looks the same. Mm-hmm. And when he was in front of, he always he always you know he still put that look. But you know he's a very antagonistic character, very deadly character that can. Uh, Snap your neck with a, you know, if I speak or something. So, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, he, he has probably that is might one be that's probably one of the reasons why uh, he managed to learn all these you know, very fantastical. And I remember what that what Tom Hanks said about him. Tom Hanks said that you know the first time when Ethan Hunt came to the set of Inferno. He greeted him and he said, "You know, Fanhan, I have such a huge shot on you, and I'm trying my very best to do what you do. I want to talk slowly, try to wear my suits. I, but I cannot do that. You know, so it's not just a huge shot. If I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> I don't know what he said, but mm. but you know, because we don't have such a, you know, iconic characters." In the world of cinema, I you know, send that to, you know, to the humble Ifan Han. I don't know, you know how what, you know, but this doesn't detect that 
this person came, even came from the mouth of Shan Han, trying to tell what Tom Hanks said to him, is Tom Hanks himself said that thing mm. to the media. So that, you know, that, that, that does a lot. Huh. It does, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think uh, it is kind of connected to the second one, uh, the second point I wanted to uh, mention earlier as well. First was that his acting skills, of course, through his eyes and whatnot. But the second, and, and this might go on a bit long, is uh, I, I kind of want to share a bit of uh, my first exposure to Irfan Khan as as an actor. Uh, he also acted in the film The Namesake. You mentioned Mira Nair earlier. Uh, she also directed The Namesake. And The Namesake was a film that I became interested in for, for a number of different reasons. It came out in the year 2006. And 2006 was the year when, around about that time, 2005, 2006, I collected trailers. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but I, I was a big fan of trailers. And at that time, one of the websites I would visit a lot would be iTunes. And if you visit the iTunes website, you can download trailers to films, film trailers. And... And I would just download them and, and I would watch them and I would think about them. So there's a lot of films from 2006 uh, and around around that neighborhood. So we're talking about Superman Returns. We're talking about X-Men The Last Stand and, and a number of others. And The Namesake was one of them. I don't know why, but I would watch them because I couldn't watch the films, uh, at least to begin with, because you know they, they weren't out yet. And I became interested in trailer music. I became interested in in the trailer itself, how how it worked, and the namesake was one of the, one of these trailers that I downloaded and watched a lot of, and and for those of you who do not know what the story is about, basically the story is about a young man, Gogol. Uh, the name of the character is Gogol. Uh, he was played by Carl Penn, um, Kumar from Harold and Kumar, and it's 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 kind of. Uh, uh, a kind of critical exploration of, of issues related to identity, community, and, and migration uh, in the context of India and the United States. So the story basically is that um, uh, Irfan Khan played the role of Ashok. He got married to, to someone and they moved to the United States. And there they would you know, have uh, Gogol um, and then the younger sister, I can't remember what, what her name um, is, but but basically, the point is, uh, is, is the story is one of, of immigration. And when I watched the film the first time, I identified a lot with the son, Gogol, you know, the, the Carl Penn character. And, and that is because I myself, from the age of 10 to 16, I was in England. And a lot of what Gogol went through in the film... I experienced as well, you know, you had a bit of the bullying, you had a bit of the, you know, people making fun of your name, you're different because, you know, the color of your skin is all this and whatnot. So there's a bit of that. But then there's also the question of, macam, because uh, the, the character Gogol, he, he was really confused uh, on, on some level and then he wanted to change his name. <laughs> so so in the end, everybody would call him uh, his his uh, non-Indian friends, they would call him Nick, which is short from Nikhil, which is another one of his names. But his parents would call him Gogol. So much, and there's all sorts of different names. So the idea of the name itself is connected to this 
conflict of identities that was felt by Carl uh, Penn's character uh, in the namesake. Um, and, and I really connected to, uh, to that um, conflict on some level. But then, I, I watched it again recently. Um, and, and, and that's in preparation for this podcast because I, I thought, oh, you know, Irfan Khan's performance in The Namesake was my introduction to, to him as an actor. And I feel like that's what I have to talk about because that is a story that is actually quite meaningful to me on, on, on a number of levels. And so I watched it again and I realized, my goodness, you know what? I, I connected so much to um, Irfan's character as well. Because now, and, and you're in this position, brother. We're, we're from Malaysia, but we're not in Malaysia right now. We're living in, in, in different countries. And, and at least for the foreseeable future, for the next few years, uh, we, we are bringing up our kids uh, in, in contexts that are not local to our original identity. So, tiba-tiba now that I watch it years later, now I'm connecting more with Irfan's um, character and, and his uh, considerations and, and the challenges that, that, his, uh, that he and his wife faced. Um, and what is even more striking is that, you know, at the end of the day, uh, if you are an immigrant <laughs> and you move from the Asian continent to a uh, you know a white country like the US, so quote unquote white country like the United States or the United Kingdom, gapaga, cerita dia sama lah, bro. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? The the immigrant family, again, they have the same look. They have the same apa, challenges, their language, gapaga. They all drive Volvos. I don't know why, but <laughs> so, you know, um, in the namesake, they had that. Uh, Irfan and, and his wife drove a Volvo, and and my family drove a Volvo back in the day as well. Um, and you would stuff seven people inside the Volvo on 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 you know long trips to Scotland or whatever. So that macam tak kisah kau daripada India ke, kau daripada kau daripada China ke, atau kau daripada Malaysia ke. The immigrant story itu macam there's there's a very strong universal thing there um, that that is actually quite uh, quite interesting. <laughs> you don't the more you watch this kind of stuff, and I watch uh, stuff like Fresh of the Boat uh, as well. Nenek dia pun ada kat situ kan? Nenek dia tak cakap bahasa Inggris, for instance. You know, the the, the grandmother is sitting. My grandmother was <laughs> was my grandmother back in the day. You know, so the immigrant story is one that is is very very. Similar, different countries, different cultures, you know, but once you are an immigrant in the US or in the UK, it feels like there's a strong uh, set of similarities that cannot be ignored. And I found that so intriguing. And now watching it again now, um, it just made me feel so, you know, I mean, there are some uh, very important scenes in the film that I myself have considered and thought about, like, what if this happens, you know? And, and, and the film played that out. And, and Irfan's uh, performance in that film was absolutely one of the anchors uh, of, of the film. You know, I, I, I don't want to badmouth anyone here, but, um, you know, not everybody's performance in the film was, was completely what, what it needed to be. 
Um, but Irfan's performance, again, dia, kau tengok mata je, kau tahu dah. And that's something that I think is actually very, very unique, very special. And for me, uh, it remains one of the lasting impressions. Um, I mean, just just in cinema as a whole. Yeah, you talk about Life of Pi, for instance. The ending for Life of Pi, brother. I mean, I think he had the last line in that film, or one of the last lines, you know? And, and it's a very important line. He, he, he told the story very well. He delivered it fantastically. Jurassic World pun aku banyak tengok sebab anak aku tengok. <laughs> and, you know, the more you watch it, the more you realise, if you really just sit down and think about it, kan, all the other characters are so self-involved. You know what I mean? They all are so, in, in a way, kind of selfish. But Irfan's character was was one character in Jurassic World too. It's like, macam, yeah, but but how are the people like, you know? Um, you know, there's one scene in the helicopter when um, Claire, I think, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character, telling, giving him a report about what how how the park's visitors are doing well. Well, park, you know, the the satisfaction numbers are up. You know, we're looking at eighty percent satisfaction, Um And then he was asking about the dinosaurs. How are the dinosaurs? And then and then Claire said, you know, you cannot. Uh, now, oh my goodness! Now that I think about it, it's, it connects well with what we're talking about. You know, and then Claire said. You cannot really. There's no way to measure how how satisfied or happy the dinosaurs are. And then Irfan said, "You can look them in the eyes. You can tell by the eyes. You know, he's the one who's like, jangan fikir tentang duit sangat. You know, it's it's more about the experience. You know, let's enjoy this. This is life. You know, there's much to celebrate here. And he is the one character in that film who I feel um, really encapsulates that positivity." You know, the other, maybe you can make a case for, for Chris Pratt as well. Um, and and I, guess, I suppose you can, uh, almost certainly. But but Irfan's character was was uh, someone who stood out in Jurassic World for it, for that positivity. And a lot of his other films, so much, um, there's that, that positive sense you got, you know, looking forward, what, 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 can, what we can do, let's celebrate life in, in, in the positive ways and whatnot. So, so you can look at all these films, Jurassic World, Life of Pi, um, Warrior, uh, Lunchbox. But for me, uh, and for the reasons I've explained just now, the namesake remains uh, one of these films that really connects me uh, to him or connect his performance uh, to, to, to mine, to my own life. And, and I'm really, really sad that he's not with us anymore. I mean, that's that's the thing for me, lah, you know? So... Yeah, man. Hmm. Yeah. That's it, man. Uh, like I said, you know, it's always delightful to watch him in a movie, you know, because he's trying not to overshadow anyone, but it's, it's like having, you know, when you, when you, it's like a music, you know, like a band. It's mm. like a bass player. You know, he, he try not to play to, you know, try not to overshadow anyone, but he's there playing a very important role, trying to, you know, try to tie everything together. Yep, yep. Uh, so, so he's, he's that guy. So that's why, you know, many of his movies are very delightful. Very mm. delightful to watch. Absolutely. He doesn't have to play much. Love of Pi is only play like, you know, it's like a cameo or something, but he, he tied that movie together. So, mm. so yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's even hard for you. I don't think there will be, the, you know, any actors that have his charisma. Mm. Uh, 
so yeah, there's a loss to the film industry in general. Yep. True. Uh, one more point about namesake that I really have to point out before we cut to a short break. Uh, you mentioned earlier about how you know when when actors jump over to Hollywood, they end up playing relatively stereotypical roles. The namesake, I think, in a post nine eleven world, uh, the namesake is one of those films that is actually quite important because it is a very American film and a very American story. In many ways, it's an Indian name, but but to be honest with you, I I, I still I still in in so many ways look at it as as an American film. But it tells the story of people who are not white. In the context of an America that is actually very that was very fearful of of non whiteness, um, especially um, those with brown skin, and and I felt that while the film wasn't necessarily only about that, the fact that it is present that it is a quality film, it is one of those films that play an important role in showing to other people, to Americans that hey, you know what. Um, we're good guys too. <laughs> does, does that make sense? Because a lot of the other films and TV shows in that era would fall back on the stereotypical uh, portrayals, um, uh, especially of Middle Easterners or, or Indians and whatnot. But the namesake really provided a very human and multi-layered perspective that in the bigger picture uh, is actually quite important in the context of uh, American cinema. Uh, I think much, you know, much of it uh, was contributed by the fact that you know it's a Miranai film, so we have that uh, being a minority, uh, being a non-white uh, in America or in the US. So mm. you know that that probably add that element to the films. Mm, absolutely. Uh, I, I watch it actually. I mean, I I mean not fully, you know, because it's hard to see Kalpe not. <laughs> it is. Come on. So I know, that's you know, a... I mean. Well, that's weird for me. You know, Carl <laughs> you know, in, in real life is very serious uh, person, actually. So, and he worked in, in the White House or something. Yeah, he was so, for a bit. Yeah, when yeah. Obama came in. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I I really enjoy the uh, Kuma uh, movies. So, and that actually kind of occurs uh, to Carl because I cannot see beyond that character's so, when, I watched, <laughs> when I watched Namesake, you know, I was felt like, you know, he going to behave like Kumar. So that kind of went for me. You know? so, uh, uh, to be honest, uh, I, I, I really enjoy Miranda Film. My favorite one is a Monster Wedding. Oh, that's a classic right there. We should do a whole episode just on her alone. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days. One of these Uh, days. Yeah. And I I also enjoy uh, Mississippi Masala. I love that film as well. That was a crazy film. It's just not crazy. But it was so enlightening. And it really made me think of things that I did not think about before. Um, But at the end of the day, the story is quite basic. Tapi... Uh, you have Denzel Washington. You have uh, a very, you know, uh, a very Sa- Sashi Sashi Tarur in in the film. Yeah. Um, it's just wow, what a film, you know. So we, yeah. we, I tell you what, brother, ladies and gentlemen, a promise for the future. <laughs> yeah. One of these when episodes, to, yeah, when we have no I idea what Salam else to talk Bombay, about. I enjoy Salamombe as well. Yeah, I think it's a uh, Ifan Han first movie. Uh, mm. If I'm not mistaken. But I, I, you know, I even enjoy uh, Kama Sutra. You know, 
Yeah, yeah. No, I mean yeah. the yeah. <coughs> the film itself is is it is what it is, um, and yeah. I, and I don't disagree with you, but again the the relevance, um, at least for me lah, it really in in some ways it really spoke to me, and I really appreciated that, um, and we hope that ladies and gentlemen you have appreciated our discussion uh, of Irfan uh, yeah Irfan Khan, um. And we hope, ladies and gentlemen, that you have appreciated our discussion of Irfan Khan uh, thus far. We are going to take a short break for now. When we come back, uh, more obituaries from world cinema. You know, I've left so much behind. My family, the zoo, India, Anandi. I suppose in the end, the whole of life becomes an act of letting go. But what always hurts the most is not taking a moment to say goodbye. I was never able to thank my father for all I learned from him. To tell him without his lessons, I would never have survived. And not Richard Park is a tiger, but I wish I had said, it's over, we survived. Thank you for saving my life. I love you, Richard Park. You'll always be with me. I can't be with you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are going to be discussing a bit more about two other personalities who unfortunately passed away before their time, in our opinion, um, in, in recent time. Um, the first is uh, Rishi Kapoor, who passed away in Mumbai on the 30th of April at the age of 67 due to cancer. Rishi Kapoor, for fans of uh, Indian cinema, would require no introduction. He starred in Bobby, which was a mega, mega, mega hit <laughs> around the world. Uh, by all sorts of metrics he wants to use to, to measure this. Um, he is, uh, I think even without Bobby, he, he would have uh, gone on to, to make something for himself. Uh, but I, th- I suppose it helps in some ways that his father is uh, Raj Kapoor, the legendary Indian Filmmaker and also the director of Bobby himself. Uh, his one of his sons, Ranbir Kapoor, now one of the sons of Rishi, uh, considered also uh, as as a very successful actor. Um, with Rishi, uh, his influence is is wide and long lasting. Uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas recently wrote that he was mischievous, rebellious, passionate, and he made falling in love seems so easy and so within our grasp. What made Rishi Kapoor's love different? He had all the passion of a Shakespearean hero with a generous dollop of innocence added in. Brother Moos, um, I mean, I want, I want to know a bit more about your thoughts on this, um, uh, on him, if you will, and also on, on 
on how we can relate it to Irfan Khan because he died one day after Irfan Khan died. So I just wondered, like, on the ground, you being there in India, what was the mood like to icons, um, at least from, from my perspective, passing away in two days? I mean, that's a hammer blow, is it not? Um, well, here's the thing. Um, from where I'm based, uh, Bollywood is not really a, a big thing. Mm, okay, of course, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, and of course, Rishi Kapoor is a well-known actor, in fact, among the stars. But, um, uh, is, you know, even with my local friends, they are, they are, and Rishi Kapoor passing. I mean, if I can, I can understand, you know, he's a character actor. Uh, those who know him know him. Those who doesn't not know him. Hmm. Last week, uh, sorry, uh, Ifan Han uh, on the you know on the work with Bollywood. You know, he doesn't work with Southern other 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 industry in India. So his passing went under the radar for many Southerners is quite understandable. But actually, he's a quite well known. Uh, Personality, you know, he's uh, uh, he's part of the Kapoor dynasty. You know? mm, and there's no other way to describe it. It is a dynasty. Yeah, yeah, it's a dynasty actually. So and uh, so people know him, even though people, even those who never watch his films, there are a lot. Actually, you'd be surprised many, you know, South uh, Southerners don't really watch movies, but mm. they do. They do. They do know who Rishi Kapoor is. Uh, he's one of the you know he's a legendary actor of course he's one of the and Bobby I think uh, by today's uh, by today's standard is still uh, an iconic Bollywood show and hmm. uh, Bobby actually is a template for the modern uh, actually Bobby seems to be the template of uh, modern Bollywood uh, formula mm. or movie. So before that, there was, you know, Bobby was actually one of the first movies that actually incorporated sexual windows, you know, the singing, dancing, you know, with choreographic, you know, nice uh, landscape. Uh, so it really pushed the envelope back then. So that's why people still talking about it. And also, uh, inter-religion, interfaith relationship and all of that. So it's quite... Uh, 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 a masterpiece mm. of Bollywood uh, cinema, and you know, unless you are really into Bollywood movies or really into Bollywood, mm. you would know much of his other work uh, other than Bobby. Even that, not many people actually have watched Bobby. I myself never really. I mean, I think I watched it. Was really young, but mm. I couldn't remember. Can't remember what it's all about. You know, so so it, it's if it, you know, uh, so Kapoor, the late Rishi Kapoor was quite uh, uh, a typical Bollywood hero. You know, he had a baby Facebook and all that. That he was a very huge in that era where baby Facebook hero was uh, in demand. Mm. And then came my favorite actor, which is Sanjay Dutt. 
now. So <laughs> first bad boy of Bollywood. Yeah. So there's a transi- there, there's a there's a, a huge uh, different seasons of actors and all. Yeah, the dichotomy. Yeah, even though Rishi Kapoor was uh, very you know legendary actor, but he didn't came to the level of say Amitabh Bachchan. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, he is more maybe you know people think that you know he. He managed to be successful because of the namesake, you know, being part of the Kapoor family, mm. and also you know having you know very famous father, very famous uncle, siblings, cousins. That helps a lot, and mm. I, I I I don't deny that he is very talented you know, for uh, and you know for what he is, you know. So when. He's, you know, and, and I think when he died, uh, yeah, I think he already enjoyed everything. There's no regret, nothing. He already had, he already passed that, uh, you know, the, the top of his game a long time ago. Now he has a son with a very successful career. Mm. So there's nothing, there's no, there's no regret, I think, kind of for me, I think there's no regret for him to, 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 to love the world. Yeah, at least in the sense and, that uh, he, he's achieved a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah. There, there's nothing left for him to achieve. Mm-hmm. He already enjoys life to the max. Of course, we are not trying and, to uh, trivialize uh, at all his passing, ladies and gentlemen. But yes, yeah, uh, really, that's the context. I mean, when he passed, uh, very, his, his funeral was, was a very low-key event. Much of it contributed because of the coronavirus, but people cannot, you know, you know, you cannot go out. So yeah, that's true. Uh, there's no one actually. You know, you can see the when his body was carried to to be cremated. Mm. Usually, there would be a lot of people standing by the street, trying to want to give a final tribute or something. But you know, this one is very low key. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a very private event, so to speak. So not even actually, not even his. Old, uh, even his oldest uh, daughter actually attended his funeral because she couldn't go out. She was in Delhi, so there's a lockdown going on. Mm. Uh, so it's very low key. Not to say that, I mean, uh, to say that you know it, it was an unfair uh, situation for a man of his stature. Not really. You know, people still mourn his passing, but because of the situation. There's nothing much we can do. Yeah, it's most unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. and uh, of course, you know, even by that standard, his passing was not a conversational piece among my local friends here yeah. in the south. People say, "Okay, then." Uh, but it's not, you know, it's not really, a, you know, uh, something big here in the south. In the south, nobody like, you know. If Rajinikan passes, I think the whole city is going to be oh, shut down. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. But that's not the case with Rishikabur. Probably, you know, I think the country is too big for, you know, for, for, for him to be remembered uh, to the next step. Yeah. Well. Of course, it's a, yeah. of course, his passing is lost to the industry. But, well, I think, you know, when the time comes, you know, for you to go, you go. And it is not uh, for you to pass a torch uh, to other people. And 
I think the best uh, he, he had he had it uh, you know uh, the best way because he passed the torch to his son. Mm. Uh, is uh, is uh, is on the top of his game. Mm. Uh, so yeah. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, at the yeah, very least, we have an idea. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. We, we have an idea now. Certainly, the context you brought in is very important because India is actually a very big country with multiple cinemas working with multiple languages. So no one person, I don't know, no, no one person um, or personality is going to have the same uniform impact everywhere um, in, in the country. Uh, for my part, what I will say uh, is actually more about Bobby because it's, it, I, I'm less familiar with Rishi Kapoor himself, um, but the the name Bobby, the film, that has come up a number of times. And that's because uh, in the Malaysian context, it was very, very, very popular. If I'm not mistaken, it was released uh, in Malaysia in 1973. And it was very popular um, with, with everyone. Nowadays, you do have a bit more of that segmentation um, where, where um, non-Indian Malaysians, um, they don't really watch Indian films as much uh, unless we're talking about some of the major, major films. Um, but even then, Pumacham, that's usually driven by, you know, oh, any film Shah uh, and So you have a bit of that. But, but what I see is, is a fragmentation of uh, cinema uh, and, and viewership in some cases based on communities and, and language and whatnot. But in the case of Bobby, uh, just to come back to the film, it was incredibly popular, even though it was not, apparently it was not dubbed or subtitled. And it played to audiences apparently for a year um, in in the Cinema Mala- uh, cinema de Malaysia WhatsApp group. <laughs> you know, when, when his passing was announced, uh, a lot of people were sharing their thoughts. You know, some say that it was it played for six months, the film. Um, others say that it played for a year. And, and that's just something that if you think about it, it kind of just blows your mind, you know. Of course, back then it was a different context. Uh, if the film is popular, this, the exhibitors will keep on playing the film until it is no longer popular. But all the same, to my mind, you tell me that a film is playing in a cinema for a year, I will not believe you. And, and that's just not something I'm used to, at least not, not me personally. So, so that is a reflection of the film's popularity. Um, it was also one of those films that uh, was very successful, partly because it was bold and colourful. Um, Malaysian films in the 70s not doing so well. Uh, we had great competition from the Indonesians uh, and and the Indians and, and those from Hong Kong as well. So we suffered greatly as a result of that. Um, and the uh, academic, William Van der Hyde, even compared it to the big boss, the Bruce Lee film, in terms of its popularity. So that's the kind of context that you kind of do uh, need to bear in mind about just how popular that film was at one point in time. Because I think if you say uh, the big boss to Western audiences, people will have an idea. You know, people who watch uh, films and whatnot, who, who follow cinema, they will like, oh, you know, they will have an idea that it's a Bruce Lee film. So, and, and, and in this context, Bobby was basically on, on that same level, um, depending on how you want to measure things. So, so there's a context that we have to bear in mind um, for that. Uh, yeah, very important actor in a very important film. Um, may he rest in peace. 
that's why we say that. Just to, you know, just, just a few more uh, points. Mm-hmm. Since we're talking about Chicago, I mean, you know, uh, it's interesting. You know, I, I had a conversation with my friend. Uh, you know, he, he's, you know, he's involved in the film industry. Mm. And uh, we talked about it, and then he, I, mean, I texted him, but you know, we should come to in front of him, and so, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's quite a passing and all that. So he, he brought a very interesting, uh, you know, he, he brought out a very interesting point. Mm. He said that Rishi uh, Kapoor was at one point of time is the biggest actor in the world. Oh, that's that's in, that's interesting. Yeah. That's a very yeah. interesting thought, right there, brother. Yeah, I think I mean what you mean by that. You know, Bobby. Okay, Bobby at minimum, at minimum, is watched by one point three billion people. Yeah. He's one sixth of the populations. I can believe right? that. Yeah. And it is a pop culture in some, in many Asian countries, Malaysia included. Mm. You know, it's part of pop culture. Even though you don't watch the movie, you heard about it. It's like the Beatles. You never heard about, you know, you, if you live in a like my dad, you know, he heard the Beatles, but he haven't heard the Beatles music until he was in the late 90s. So, because of the, of all the hype, so Rishi Kapoor at one point of time was the biggest actor in the world by simply being the biggest actor in India. So, same thing uh, happens to a lot of Indian actors, especially the leading men. So that is why you see many leading men, many leading men in Indian cinema doesn't need to go, you know, doesn't have that desire to go to the West, mm. unlike many of the counterparts, say in China, like Jackie Chan, or Japan, or South Korea, Lee Pihu, try to make it big in, in the West, you have Ken Watanabe, also went to the West, hell, even Singapore, right? The, the, the Singapore actors try to you know, now make a transition to, to the Hollywood, and mm. they the, the Dark Knight, so Singapore like, kind of is Singapore or Hong Kong? So, I thought it's a Singaporean actor. Okay. You know that the that 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 Chinese guy is a Singaporean actually. Oh, yeah, so, oh. And, yeah, and then you have Michelle Yeoh, you know, so. No, Michelle Yeoh is not Singaporean, so, brother. I mean, I, I I don't usually wave my nationalistic flag around, but when it comes to Michelle Yeoh, <laughs> yes, nope, Malaysian all the way, brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, yeah Michelle Yeoh is a Malaysian trying to make. So you don't see Indian men trying to make it big. Hmm. Uh, in, in Hollywood, you know, so because if you become an actor and your end game is trying to be at the top of your game, you know, if you, you know, if you, if you Shah Rukh Khan, for example, you don't need to go to Hollywood. You don't see Shah Rukh Khan going to Hollywood. No, right. you don't. You know, and of course, Shah Rukh Khan in the early 2000s was the biggest actor in the world. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, like, you know, and simply big. He also basically being the biggest actor in, in India. You know, if you are so named to 1.3 million people, that's more than North America and Europe population combined. Mm. Uh, so that's huge. And he is, he was also, and I think still is, the richest actor in the world. And you see, you know, you see Ken Reeves, got 25 million 
pictures, Leonardo DiCaprio get the fucking pictures. Shahrukh Khan is half billion. Hmm. It's a big job for you know. It's well from acting job alone. It's half billion. Hmm. And not including what the investment and whatnot. So it says more billions. It's a joke among the Indians here. So Shahrukh Khan can actually pay your country national debt and still have me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, you know? Brother, in a COVID-19 world, um, I can think of more than a few countries who would like to have their debt covered by Shahrukh Khan. Absolutely. Shahrukh. <laughs> and, yeah, and here's another uh, interesting thing that my friend actually pointed out. My Indian friend pointed out. Do you know how, you know, do you know how Shahrukh Khan did not English? Yang berbahagia Datuk Shahrukh Khan. No, how that's right. actually managed to get that, you know? I, you know, I, I've been sacrificing for my country a lot, mm. and yet I'm not that tall. But Shahrukh Khan is a yellow baggy that tall. I have, if Shahrukh Khan stands in front of me, I have to call him that tall. But you cannot actually pay other countries' national debt, brother. Itu masalahnya. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm struggling to pay my own debt. <laughs> <What else? laughs> if you can cover mine as well, I would, I would greatly yeah. appreciate that. But yeah, I, yeah. I take your point absolutely. So it's just like saying, you know, you know, you know, Shahrukh Khan. You know, people know that he's a good friend with Jackie Chan. Mm. Uh, and there is some rumor, you know, there's a story going around that says Jackie Chan said, hey, Shahrukh Khan, why don't we go to Hollywood? Why do I imagine Hollywood in this movie? You know? He said, for what? You know, okay, what, how much are you going to pay me? 20 million? 30 million? Mm. I only have billion in Mumbai alone. I don't need to go there. Why do you want to go there? And then you end up playing some you know, stereotype, stereotype, so is it characters. Mm. So, yeah, going back to Singapore, you know, like Bobby. Bobby, you know, people don't actually, you know, it's a, it's a very, very powerful movie. Mm. Not because of the movie itself, but because of the hype. Mm. You know, because of the hype. You ask many of those people that shot Bobby, Bobby, I was like, you watch have you, you know what's the movie song? What is your favorite scene? I can say ninety percent, you know, especially in the younger generation, cannot say, you know, cannot cannot answer that because they, you know, it's just a hype that they be told and retold and retold by the pop culture. So mm. they just want, you know, they just say, you know, just for the sake of, you know, uh, it's a it's a pop it's part of the pop, pop culture. That so yeah, and Rishikapo, Rishikapo was very. Fortunate to be part of that, you know, part of that uh, movie, and people still know him as that guy who played Bobby, rather than many many of his movies. At least mm. for non-resident Indians or yep. expats, like yep, absolutely. So that's that's not a bad thing to have <laughs> um, <laughs> written about you. So that's uh, that's a good thing. On that note, um, we will uh, move on uh, to the last of the personalities we will discuss in today's episode. And I must admit, on a personal level, someone I don't know as much about um, for, for all sorts of different reasons. Um, Kamal Isha, the late Kamal Isha, uh, Arwah Kamal Isha, passed away in uh, Kulim, in Kedah, uh, at the age of 66. Uh, also, uh, on the 30th of April, 
due to a nerve problem. As a filmmaker, I think he was most active uh, in, in, in the period of the 90s uh, and whatnot, where he when he directed films like uh, Cinta Kita dan Penyair Malam. And he was also uh, a very active scriptwriter, wrote a lot of scripts for uh, other people uh, and for television. And, and that is uh, not nothing. Uh, it's very important. Also, he was involved in the creation of FDAM, the Film Directors Association of Malaysia. And again, that is an organization uh, that represents the film directors of Malaysia uh, in, in their interests, if, you know, if that is not clear enough from the name. But far beyond just being a filmmaker, uh, I think some words here by Kusaman Kuhusain, also a very important personality in Malaysian cinema himself, um, I think it may help to enlighten uh, because what he wrote here um, is that Kamal bukan sekadar pengarah tetapi seorang yang jinak dan tinggi penghayatan pada dunia persuratan Melayu. So he's not just a filmmaker, not just a director, but somebody who actually really thinks um, above and beyond also as an intellectual, particularly in, in the context of Malay culture, uh, letters and, and literature and such. Dan saya tidak ingat bila pertama kali kami berjumpa tetapi tak pernah lupa ayat pertamanya nak jadi pemikir filem bukan pembuat filem. And I think that I, I don't know about you I, I think that's pretty powerful there brother. I, I, are you at all familiar with Kamal Isha and, and the films that he made um, uh, by any chance? Oh man, I'm actually no. <laughs> I'm and, so sorry. Yeah, no problems, no problems. Uh, yeah. I, I feel much of the same. Um it is. Yeah. Uh, I I wanted to watch uh, one of his films before we did a podcast. Tapi tak sempat. Perhaps that's something that we can do for the future as well. Perhaps, brother, you would be more familiar with the name Rosham Noor, who is a very well-regarded Malaysian actor and producer in his own right. This is what he posted on his Instagram account upon the passing of Arwah Kamal. Dialah orang pertama yang membuka mataku, mengajar aku apa, bagaimana teknik lakonan yang sebenarnya. Ilmu yang dicurahkan membuat aku mula diperhatikan setelah 13 tahun gagal menempatkan diri setara dengan bintang-bintang yang lain. So basically, if you are to translate it to English, Arwah Kamal, the first person to really open his eyes and teach him as to how to act in terms of the technique, um, how, how to present himself and basically providing him uh, with a pathway and method after uh, 13 years of failing to establish himself uh, as one of the leading actors on the Malaysian landscape. So that's uh, not nothing, absolutely. Mm. More recently, uh, Arwah Kamal was more active in writing poems and short stories, beginning, beginning with his first poem, Aruma Cinta, and uh, another short story, uh, Jalius Menuris Cerpan. He was equally successful in this particular area, so much so that he was appointed as a Munshi Dewan by Dewan Bahasa dan Pustaka. For those of you who don't know of Dewan Bahasa or DBP, it is officially uh, the government body responsible for coordinating the use of the Malay language and Malay language literature in Malaysia. Most people, uh, both inside and outside of Malaysia, will know it as the publisher of Kamus Dewan, which is the primary Malay Dictionary, uh, if you will. Um, so if, if you are into studying the language of Malay, 
you can't run away from Kamus Dewan, uh, basically. It is also essentially seen as the guardian of Malay literature and letters. So in this particular context, being a Munshi Dewan basically means that you are in a position of some authority. You are appointed uh, by the DBP as somebody who will help to promote uh, the correct usage of Bahasa Malaysia, the literature of Bahasa Malaysia, the, the writing of poetry and all this kind of stuff. There's actually not that many of them around. I would, I would imagine maybe a few hundred or maybe uh, a thousand and a bit uh, in, in the four categories they have available of uh, Bahasa, Sastra, Jawi, dan Muda. So you have Munshi Dewan Bahasa, uh, which is uh, language, Sastra, which is literature, uh, Jawi, which is uh, the Jawi language or writing in Malaysia, and uh, the youth, Muda, since uh, 1995. According to Kusaman Kuhusain, he is uh, almost certainly the first and only filmmaker accorded this honour. Again, not nothing, something very, very important and I would imagine very unique in this particular context. Uh, another quote from uh, Kusaman, which helps to kind of illustrate a little bit more about uh, the mindset of Kamal Isha in this particular context. Dua filmnya, Cinta Kita dan Penyari Malam, memberikan suatu yang menjanjikan pada industri film. Misalnya, Penyair Malam, satu-satunya filem Malaysia mengangkat dunia puisi dan penyair. Filem lain mengangkat artis, penyanyi dan pelakon. We are going to have a listen to a clip from the film Penyair Malam just to have a better idea of uh, this uh, symbiosis between uh, cinema, poetry and poet as uh, exemplified in the quote just now. Jalan remajaku dipenuhi darah, pisau dan belatan belati selalu berantakan. Antara marah dan dendam, aku terbuang ke Pulau Zulman. Lihat parut yang terkelar, merobek mata dan jiwaku. Seperti pelarian dari gurun yang kelam, aku menggelepar sendirian. Dan cuaca bermata lara itu terus menyintipku dengan lidah mautnya. Jalan remajaku digeluti api dari wap marau yang garing Hingga hangus sangkar tinggalanku Di sepanjang pantai Debu dan arang berterbangan Menggelapkan mata sepiku Seperti gelandangan Aku belajar menyusun huruf Di tiap simpang jalan Yang terlalu membingungkan Jalan remajaku terlalu hitam. And that was a clip, uh, the, the opening scenes, I believe, of Penyair Malam, a film which featured uh, seven poems from the poet Zainal A. Rashid. I think that's uh, that, brother, for today's episode. Um, any more for any more? Yeah, I think I, just, uh, I think I already said what what need to be said. So yeah, good. Very good. Okay, I'm good uh, for myself as well. Uh, now it's time for me to go and book up puasa, uh, and it's time for you to go to bed. Yeah, 
Tak ada kerja esok kan <laughs> So And and time for you too Ladies and gentlemen For you to uh, Take a break uh, Get some rest uh, You know uh, Stay safe Stay clean uh, And all that jazz Thank you very much For your time and effort And in spending the past Hour or so uh, Plus plus uh, Listening to us Sharing our thoughts And feelings about Three very uh, Important personalities uh, in, in world cinema um, Thank you very much uh, Say goodbye Brother Moose Bye. Stay safe. Indeed. See you guys. Indeed. And it's a goodbye from me as well. We'll see you in good time for our next episode. Bye-bye. Everything is okay. I just want to play. Unplug for the day.